This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka, podcast number 18. Do you see what I see? Welcome back, everybody. It's Eureka Christmas. It's the holiday season. I love Eureka Christmas specials. They are awesome. Especially this one. We've only had two, right? Yeah. I think so. Like I said, specials, plural. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. Yeah, this one was definitely a lot of fun. It was unexpected. I'll admit I... And it's funny because I remember at Comic-Con, they mentioned that they had done an animation episode. But... Yeah, and I, I... totally had just forgotten zoned. about well there's so many like there's so much news at comic-con you hear all these awesome things you see all kinds of trailers and upcoming things and you know sometimes you hear rumors and stuff and it, i think it's easy to let that slip if you don't you know if you don't make a special note of it yeah they had uh yeah i remember very clearly they were like oh yeah we did an animated episode and i was like oh wow wonder what that'll be how that would work and then <laughs> Uh, and then just completely forgot that it was happening this season. I got to give props to their writing team and Amy Berg and everything. I love uh, following her on Twitter because yeah. you know she yeah she answers you know people's questions about you know her experiences as a writer and stuff and you know she's a cool person to follow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just thought, gosh, the writing is so good, and it's just such a shame. You know, to, that the show has come so far and the writing is so good that it's, you know, still kind of for the block. Yeah. 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 Well, they get to have some fun. Uh, well, had some fun. It's all recorded and done. But, I mean, we, we get this uh, Christmas episode. I love the Christmas episode concept, by the way, the idea of of bridging that gap between seasons with that one episode, you know, Dr. Who does it. Dr. Who style. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the difference is that Dr. Who is entirely within the continuity. And this one seems to have stepped quite far outside of it. Yeah. The Eureka Christmas special always seems to be, yeah, like you're saying outside the timeline, kind of something that could basically be at any point. If you disregard like the ages of everyone, like the kids, you know, the last one fell within the continuity, but it was sort of uh, separated. You know, it was it, it happened in between, and they even explained that. But it's but, like something that you could watch happened anytime. You know, yeah, it's something that you could watch if you've never seen Eureka right, and appreciate right. it. That's true. And it's something that also, if you weren't caught up with Eureka, you could, you know, I think you could go forward and watch this and not be spoiled on stuff, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Like yeah. if if you were if you had only seen season one or or even a little bit less than than that of Eureka, you could watch this. And I'm trying to think of what would be. Well, it'd be I, there's kind not of, much that's. Yeah, it'd be difficult if we listed them out. We would be kind of calling out the spoilers. Yeah, exactly. The, but I can't really think of much that would be really a giveaway, except maybe one of the kids. You know. Right. A couple of them actually, but yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, there there are a number of things that would stand out a little bit, but I, I don't know that it really... You would have no idea why or what, and it wasn't important to this episode. So... <laughs> we just yeah. had, like, major thunder over here on our end. I was, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. <laughs> why is the floor shaking? <laughs> you didn't see the flash, I guess. Oh, no. no. Yeah, I yeah. saw the flash before, so... 
But yeah, I mean, and and I have to admit, this is one of the more fun, I think, uses of animation I've seen recently. It seems to be kind of a popular thing these days to do the animated one-off, you know, during the season. What was your favorite animation style, do you think? Hmm. I I liked it when it went to just, like, just the cartoon style. The, like, uh, Dudley Do-Right and the... Yeah, Yeah. I like that because of the fact that they started switching over to all the Hanna-Barbera sound effects and... Oh, yeah. I I just got a kick out of that kind of thing. I think for me, it might be the claymation because I think that a lot of the really fun (laughs) stuff happened during that segment, you know? I think for all of the animals, it was claymation for me, but the <laughs> I liked seeing the people as the anime The tag, The taggered bear was cute. You the taggered bear was so sweet. <laughs> oh, and his little, like, his little fangs, his little, like, white fangs. <laughs> now, isn't there a Hanna-Barbera uh, character that's, and I know not Yogi Bear, but, like, that's another bear, like a big brown bear, like the one on Harvey Birdman? Isn't there? Ooh, the I'm, one that just stands there all the time? Yeah, and it always laughs at the end with everybody. Yeah, I don't remember, but yes, you're absolutely right. Isn't it sad how much I <laughs> depend on Harvey Berman to explain, to, to remind me of <laughs> Hanna-Barbera? It's true. It's like watching The Daily Show for your news or, you know, using uh, Looney Tunes as your information for classical music. I think, I think Sean told me that what had happened was that they, uh, I guess the rights came up and they bought them. And then they just abused the crap out of them. I mean, what they did with the Hanna-Barbera rights was like Harvey Berman, you know? <laughs> when you say abuse the crap, all I could think of is Johnny Quest in that episode oh, of Venture oh, Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. Which is just pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and horrific. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, right. Today, I, I gave a, a, a friend from work, I gave him this book for, you know, the holidays like that oh, I yeah. thought that he would like. And I'm like, yeah, it's this really good book. And it's really funny. And he's like, oh, nice. And I'm like, and it's pretty offensive. And he's like, even better. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. You know, it's funny. There are like a couple of ways of being offensive, right? There's one that's like yeah, conventionally offensive artful, and, you know, where yeah. it's like it's entertaining and and. I don't know. And it makes a point. And I don't know. The book you But then there's Hitler. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, some things are just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's just no place for some things. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, the adult swim kind of offensive, which (laughs) basically it's a lot of times it's funny because it's offensive. Right. Right. You know know what? I actually had a a discussion with someone at work today. Um, He, um, Every, he he started talking about South Park, right? And uh, he's a little bit older than me, and everybody was shocked. They're like, "Why do you watch South Park?" He's like, "Oh man, it's gold. You just got to get past the. Uh, you got to have a thick skin to watch South Park and and get past the offensiveness of it. Appreciate it and see what they're doing with it. And you know, like they've they've used that kind of stuff to to crap on." many different uh, belief structures and, yeah. and different types of people that kind like, of thing. look at all the people they're crapping on this is awesome you gotta do <laughs> south park this they are equal opportunity equal opportunity offensive i mean they get everybody right but not, they're not doing it just for the fact that right you know they want to piss well i guess well maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that, it's more they're than not that, being you know? malicious about it necessarily it, it may start with that but it goes beyond i know that. it's hard to defend shut up <laughs> uh, you don't have to i agree with you it's just funny i think it's you're like you know not malicious well okay kind of but you know 
maybe a little. Yeah, but I mean, my argument has no solid well, ground. Maybe, there's maybe there's no mind. denying that they love making people upset, that they love offending people, and that they enjoy that. You know, in maybe even a cruel way, but it goes beyond that as well. It's, it's not, making people think, and and uh, well, I, I think know. that like guy, like what your coworker said, that sounds to me it's like true. more of the target audience for South Park. Because a lot of times, I, I was always concerned that people watching South Park who, you know, maybe because they were like super young, like, you know, in middle school or early high school or something, or, or for whatever reason, people who didn't understand that it was satire, that yeah. to me is always a little bit worrisome. Yeah, you know, they're like, like, why is this just a bunch of poo and uh, hepatitis jokes? No, no. The, actually, I was thinking of the other outcome of that, which is that they just laugh and they kind of adopt the same things. Oh, like okay. people who watch Family Guy uh, and when Peter is like People that a watch dick, Team America and don't get it? Right. You know, or, or when, when Peter America! Griffin says... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they say something that's just like really offensive that they don't realize it's offensive or, or they think... Oh, it's okay to make that joke, and then they repeat the joke and stuff. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's it's cool. I think when people watch South Park with a total understanding that it's satire, you know, and we actually in in the Eureka Christmas we see the South Park characters. Chuck Chuck yeah, was like, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, he's like, how did they get their rights to that? It, do you know how that works? Or <laughs> it was less than a second. So. No. That's that's what I said. No. I was like, maybe because it was like under a no. second. <laughs> It doesn't work. Because they did the Scooby-Doo characters. They did it, Simpsons. They did Futurama. They did, they did kind of a hybrid of Simpsons. It almost looked like they uh, modeled Andy slightly after Bender. Oh, uh, that was all one? The Simpsons and Futurama? It was a, yeah, well, there yeah. was a future. Like, Andy was a, a, a gold robot. Right. So it was like Matt Groening style and then... Yeah, it was Matt Groening style in the Simpsons colors, I think. That was yeah. great, though. <laughs> I had the same thought, though. Like, if it's less than a second... No, it's like, <laughs> no. It's like you drop the food on With the floor. Music, for example, everybody likes to say that, oh, if you use less than a certain amount of it, and that's all crap. There's no wording whatsoever in fair use that has anything to do with that. Right. Uh, they, if, if you can recognize it and it's there, it's, it's part of the game. And so yep. they, they got rights to do all this. They just had well, see, to. You don't understand because the original goes. Ding, 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 ding. And mine goes, ding, 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 ding. That's awesome. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And then he got hung out over the balcony. <laughs> then they hung me out over the wall. <laughs> There's a reference nobody will get. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know how they got all those rights. That was probably as difficult as finding all the animators and getting it all done. Just getting all the various people to give them rights to, well, especially the uh, the render on the on the first one, the the three D one at the front. Oh, that was 3D render, awesome! Not three D TV, but it it that looked that looked pretty slick. You know, maybe that maybe that was my favorite style. Now that I think about it. Yeah, like it's not Avatar quality style, but it's like at least <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not as simplistic as reboot. Well, let me put it this way. If you were playing a, a 360 game that looked like that, you'd be disappointed. Holy crap. You know, I was thinking yeah. about uh, that movie uh, based on the Philip K. Dick novel. Wasn't it um, Through a Scanner Darkly? Wasn't that? Yeah. The call? Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago with Robert Downey Jr. And, it, you know, it was kind of a an indie movie. I don't think it was, like, huge in the theaters. but By indie, you mean uh, it didn't make much money? 
I'm just kidding. No, I, I thought it was. I thought it was an <laughs> the independent. The Kevin Smith principle. <laughs> no, I thought it was an independent film. I, for some I reason, I was so. thinking it was like an art I mean, house movie, but uh, I might be wrong. But anyway, um, that art style, it, this 3D in Eureka, kind of reminds me of that because it looks so realistic that it almost looks like the actors are wearing plasticine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And uh, I, I remember thinking, actually, oh, man, I, I hope the whole episode isn't like this. Because I actually admit I'm yeah. not a huge fan of that really? style. Oh, yeah, I like it. And then, uh, and then when, of course, they switched around a couple of different times, that was, <laughs> that was cool. Oh, did you guys catch? Um, I was kind of flipping through a second time, just, you know, refreshing my memory on it. And in that scene, the 3D scene in the beginning, when uh, they are looking around at each other, it's like uh, Carter and I think. Carter and Vince and one other and Henry. Henry yeah. Right. And uh, Carter's like, do you see what I see? You know? And uh, <laughs> Vince says something like pinch me sheriff. And Carter's like, just take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, I didn't catch that the first time. That was like a threes company kind of sideways joke, you know? Yeah. I, I still think my favorite part about it was uh, Joe and the birds. Oh, that was oh, yeah. nice. She's like, my birds. And they're a little husky voice. She's like, my birds are gone. <laughs> Joe White. Joe White. That was funny. Are you looking at my dress? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out. I'm not like a, you know, super savvy about Disney princesses. And I can't always remember what their dresses <laughs> look like. But it looked like she had the Snow White dress at first. But I think it was the cap sleeves that were Snow White, and then the the bottom part of the dress I think was like Sleeping Beauty's dress or, or something. I couldn't. Mm. Wasn't it kind of a, a combination of princesses? Sleeping Beauty had like the kind of big poofy dress like that, though. Yeah, maybe it was Cinderella at the ball. Could you know? be. <laughs> not you know, not the little burlap sack. It's she probably had to wear you know beginning. what it probably is. It's probably based off one of the newer princesses that you and I were never grew up with. Yeah, I think the similar but legally distinct. The last, <laughs> the last princess I remember being sort of of my childhood, and it even wasn't. I mean, I was in high school almost. Was uh, Jasmine? Yes, yeah, from Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. Because after that, like Mulan, I was already, you know, I was almost in college when Mulan came out, so I didn't really consider that part of my my youth Disney experience youth. my youth i think it's the cinderella bottom because uh, snow white's uh bottom is a sh- is a short <laughs> is a tighter yellow one and yes, <laughs> chuck I said- is losing it over here <laughs> that'd be like a great drag queen stage name <laughs> welcome cinderella bottom <laughs> damn <laughs> well, it's definitely not ariel <laughs> Yeah. No. Ariel's middle name is Ola. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll admit to <laughs> I'll admit to having virtually no uh, Disney princess knowledge, like none. Really, you didn't watch uh, like nope. Pinocchio or Snow White or anything when you were growing up? Oh, I probably saw them, but uh, didn't really it, make it an impression. Memorable, no. Sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, I wasn't I wasn't ever like super attached to the princesses like some kids are, but I remember them. They were a pretty big deal. Yeah, the most I know is is a little bit of the music from Aladdin because they made us play it in stupid bands. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? 
all of it. They did. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I know one of them that he that he's complained about before was uh, the genie song, the the opening song that the genie does. Oh yeah. Oh, Arabian Nights. Was it? No, no. The, the real fast Arabian one. Nights. No, 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 no. Not not the oh. opening song of the movie, but the the first song it? that the genie oh, sings when um, he meets Aladdin, and he friend does. Like me. Yeah, yeah. He never had a friend like me. That's Love it. Baba had them forty thieves shivers. I had a thousand tales. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So the thing is, here's the deal. They had this. Can your friends do that? That's like shut up. Can your friends pull this? That's what she said. There was no. There was this. There was this like community band thing that they would put together for this football game every year. And, uh, there had to be a football summertime. game attached. Oh, it to is. It. Of course, it is. And in the summertime, and you could play. And of course, I I never wanted to, but you know, your friends would go, and they'd always convince you, "Oh, come on, come on!" So you'd go, and you'd end up doing it. And and every time you would end up playing, we well, anyway, we ended up playing those Aladdin tunes like twice. And uh, yeah, you play them twice. Yeah. Well, the the amount of like venom that you have for them, I thought you were made to play them for a year or something. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't like on Broadway. <laughs> they, they did it. <laughs> Not quite. I have it burned and seared into my memory. No, what happened is they did a uh, parade along with it, and uh, rather than play all of the, usually nobody had really learned all of the marching music by then. <laughs> So, well, I mean, it was only two days. Like, you would show up and have one one. You got to understand, where I come from, like, you know, marching band was kind of a big deal for us. And, there, you know, we weren't uh, part of a football game or anything. So, we would march for ourselves. And not knowing your marching music was just, like, unheard of. Well, like I said, only two days. You showed up one day and the next day was the game. So, the thing is... um, we would every year they'd be like, oh, we're going to do all this stuff for the parade. And then the parade would come around and they'd be like, ah, screw it. And we'd just play, you know, on Broadway over and over again. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> just, uh, just play the same old Every thing. <laughs> year you knew you were going to play freaking on Broadway. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. My friend Carrie and I one year, um, they they were really kind of uptight one year. And, and just normally it was real laid back. And the director was like, yeah, okay. We're, we're everybody. It was for charity, too, by the way. So it wasn't like. Oh, uh, well, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, he he was like, uh, you know, you're like not fun. One year they were really uptight about it. So uh, Carrie and I showed up in. Uh, um, well, anyway, it was boring. So Carrie and I took huge bags of candy, you know, because you would go by and you play on Broadway and everybody'd ignore you, right? But there were all these kids out there. So we took these huge bags of candy and tied them on the side, you know, of us. And, like pillowcases tied uh-huh, to your belt. Exactly. And then every time we would stop playing, we would throw candy. And it was great. It was like, it got a huge reaction. <laughs> they gave us crap about it the whole time. We just ignored them and did it anyway. It was fun. They say that bribing kids is great on Broadway. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know that tune inside out. I could probably play that tune right now. You're like, I can play that tune with a kazoo to in my butt. Yep. The one for me was um, in uh, high school. It was it was late enough that we were able to do uh, the song from Star Wars Episode One, uh, "Duel of the Fates." Oh Holy wow! Crap. 
That's a do 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 Yeah. Oh, that's a great tune. But like about five times faster than that. That would have been awesome. That would have indeed been awesome. Hey, when I was a junior in high school, we had a big marching thing with a drum section in the middle of it, and it was the Cantina song in the middle. Oh, no, that would be cool. Yeah, our band director that year was a percussionist, and she wrote this special, like, whole thing for the drum line to come out so it was kind of a drum corps style thing and it was awesome the cantina section lasted like three minutes it was great <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah it was really cool but uh you know I, w- I was gonna say we were talking about the the disney stuff and remembering back to childhood and what kind of stuff matters to you i, I love the way that the uh the christmas special uh really wraps around ultimately wraps around jenna and um kevin and and zoe you're like they exist (laughs) yeah yeah but oh jenna is so cute and you know it's it's cool that kevin and zoe are kind of like the supportive older siblings but really it's all about the little girl who's you know what i mean maybe maybe three if she is just barely yeah she's like (laughs) okay sninjas are, are awesome and christmas wouldn't be christmas without Sninjas. you know a little kid experiencing <sighs> it and watching her like watching her eyes get really big and telling stories to them and you know that's the best part for me anyway I want to put up the christmas <laughs> you're like my favorite part is candy ninjas ninjas were cool that snowman looked awesome as an anime character oh yeah i thought it was so oh, hell cool yeah. The anime section was pretty funny. I like these gigantic snowy pecs. I love like, the music. Yeah. The only thing is, is it wasn't quite as <laughs> off the over the top funny as the uh, as the uh, um, God, my brain doesn't want to work tonight as as the anime section of the uh, uh, Futurama episode that they did recently. You know, they oh, had all the different right, styles. Right. That was oh, okay. Yeah. That was funny. I well, mean, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're comparing. I mean, come on. Oh, come on, though. You have like yeah. the rocket powered uh, uh, Jeep. Oh, yeah. What did you think of uh, Jim Parsons playing uh, Carl the Jeep? Carl the car. That was Jim Parsons? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Do, wait, did you get the other cameo? Uh, um, Rudy. Rudy, the, uh, the lead uh, sled dog. Surely you Oops. recognized oh. Rudy. Edward James Olmos was Rudy. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm really bad with that kind of thing. What's funny? Well, I, I saw the the names in front of them. Oh, I, yeah, I recognized him. You remember we were listening to like we were like about that point we had heard he was voicing something. Like, well, yeah, we saw the credits. Like so. I wonder who, and then Rudy starts talking. I'm like, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny is that that actually zoom in on the dog. <laughs> the dog, damn. You know, uh, the funny thing is, is that that actually sounds more like him. Yeah, like that that way that he's kind of always smiling when he's talking. Ralph and kind of talking about sort of funny jokey stuff. stuff yeah. yeah, that's him. I mean, that's so him. It's great. You know, someone listened to Edward James almost and was like, we need, you know, he's got a growly voice. <laughs> you know what we ought to do? We ought to have him play a dog on Eureka. <laughs> That'd be cool. I thought it was nice how they brought him back at the end when everyone was back to normal. And then the dog sled pulls up and Sheriff Andy comes over and, uh, or Deputy Andy rather, 
you know, comes over and like pats Rudy on the head. He's like, Rudy, I'll never forget you. <laughs> I was like, oh, good, because I had, you know, I had forgotten him already. Oh, <laughs> you forgot Rudy. I just thought it was cool that they brought him back in his, you know, his normal dog form. We don't dance or prance. Or okay, anything. what's the deal with Crap. this drummer guy? Uh, did we see him before? Yes, I, they introduced okay, him as a one-off, and his name was Drummer, which was funny, and now they pulled He's the Mr. One-Off SNL guest host man. <laughs> oh, okay, because I was like, the whole drummer thing, I'm like, Am I, is he special in some way? I'm trying to remember. They just, I think they planned ahead, and they threw in him as a character, I'm guessing that that wasn't and then that critical. That everything else was awesome, name. even without him. <laughs> no, just use the name yeah. so that later on the joke would pay off here, where he would be. You know, I didn't really think it paid off, though. I, I didn't think it I had got any it consequence at all. You know, mm. little drummer boy, you get it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just didn't think it was interesting at all. I thought the rest of the episode was <laughs> awesome, and this was like totally just inconsequential to me. <laughs> I was like, well, because it, it seemed when Were they're you like really arguing, like the significance of the Christmas ooh, yeah. episode. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jim Parsons and Edward James almost is not enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a geek too. You know what I noticed at the str- at the front of the episode, um, in relevance to our rewatch, is how more mature. Uh, Fargo is presenting. Oh. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. like, hey, look, there's grown up Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. There's not there's not Captain <laughs> Slouch anymore. It's like somebody somebody straightened his spine in the intervening four seasons. Yeah, he, he it's does true. Like, oh, great though, doesn't he? Twice well, like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love when he's, when he's like underneath the ninja and he's like, oh, snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He just says it so fast. I thought they did a really good job of uh, joking in a way that blowing adults... Blowing by that, yeah. Yeah, blowing by some of the jokes that ad- adults would appreciate, but, you know, wouldn't be, like, totally inappropriate for, you know, family audiences. I mean, looking up Joe's dress was probably the most risque that that one got. I'm trying to think. There were a couple others. Uh, there were a couple of... Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's a couple of comments about how hot Claymation Allison is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to continue thinking of the Jeep as Carl. Yeah, and which I, means now that it's going to be even more painful when they kill the damn thing off every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's unkillable. It keeps coming back. Exactly. Well, actually, they even reference this. It's like, this is... Um, are you guys caught up on Doctor Who? No. Okay, have you seen The Doctor's Wife? Yes. Yes. Okay, this is like that episode. <laughs> This is when the Jeep could talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, this what's is funny the time is, that I, we talked. <laughs> I love the Jeep, and I totally would love to sympathize with the character of Carl, but Jim Parsons is like <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm sorry. I'm like, I can't. I just and he can't. looks like um, Buddy Lee, that little <laughs> baby dude who's like the, you know what I'm talking about? That, that do. little doll looking baby that's the. The mascot for Lee Jeans. Oh, that's scary. That's freaky. The Lee Jeans baby is freaky. Do you know what I'm talking about, one? Hmm. Well, no. if you if you get a chance, Google Buddy Lee, B-U-D-D-Y-L-E-E. And it's this little baby that looks like a like a nineteen fifties porcelain kind of doll of a little blonde haired, blue eyed boy with like rosy cheeks. 
and he has always like a, a plaid shirt and then Lee jeans and cowboy boots and sometimes a cowboy hat. And Jim Parsons at Comic-Con was wearing a blue plaid cowboy shirt and his hair was brushed like it had grown out just a little bit. So it was brushed over. He looked just like Buddy Lee. It freaked me out. Mm. Big time. <laughs> He's freaky looking anyway. Honestly. The cartoon version of the Jeep reminded me of the, uh, the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, it's <laughs> true. It did look a lot like that. The way his eyes moved and stuff, and yeah, it was cute though. At the end, when his little like windshield wipers came up, one's being <laughs> nice though because because C one had the whole freaky hair thing going on until we we were discussing this yesterday. What and uh, one, one had, had the freaky, freaky yeah he had freaky hair going, but he got a haircut, so now he's like he's like okay, but he's probably not willing to like poke at anybody else yet. What do you mean freaky hair? What, like Buddy Lee hair? No, well, long. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> no, 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 this is funny. I mean, we were, you remember this? We were talking about this yesterday. One's like, yeah, yeah my hair got long. It's kind of freaky, you know? And and I'm like, oh, no, no. And he sends me a picture, and I'm like, I'm like whoa. <laughs> and then, well, if and based then on I, the way that his beard him, grows. Oh, no, no, wait, this is great. So then I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, I need a haircut really bad, too. And with me, <laughs> it ends up being like, you know, I, I get the mad scientist look. And he's like, I don't understand. So I'm like, click. And I send him a picture. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Hey, Chuck, I, Chuck I just sent you like the Doc after Brown. picture if you want to show off oh, nice, the differences. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Chuck looks like Doc Brown. And I have a before here. <laughs> One. Marty, you've got to come back I with know, me. I know, it's true. It's so true. One, you should grow your hair out in that kind of... Oh, and he shaved, too. Look at that. Let's see. Hang on. I can show. Okay, this is the... Before and after is going to be drastic. This on is this before. One. <laughs> that I look love on the look, the too. He's just like, <laughs> and then And then after. Oh, yeah. See, after. That's like after. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a difference, huh? Yeah. Let's see. This you is... know, it, it really plays on the audio podcast, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to post a picture to the thread. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll post mine too, or you can if you've got it. Uh, yeah, funny. I'll, I'll okay. just drop in. Okay, <laughs> so so one, I think that you know, for the next experiment with your hair, you should mm. you should do it like Tony Danza in the eighties. Don't <laughs> Tony Danza really anything that begins with you should do this no. thing like Tony Danza in the eighties. No, I'm just should joking. Be, should be ignored. Okay, let me. Just... Are you talking before or after he started parting it on slightly on the side? Does it matter? Uh, before oh, is where it was even after it was it was Lieutenant Wharf style. Yeah, no, no, after. <laughs> <laughs> you should do the forehead too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with Tony Danza's forehead. <laughs> it's the chin I'm worried yeah, about. There we go. <laughs> what was that from Scrubs with with Carla? She's like, you know, watch out. They'll take your chin. Oh wait. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um no, I I need to preface this by saying I like Tony Danza, but honestly, I think that that haircut that he had may be the worst haircut on a man <laughs> that has ever existed. That you know what I'm talking about? That kind of John Tesh, like, John Tesh. like how it sort of it, it starts high and and back, you know, like it starts midway back on the head. You know what? And Here's then something it, most people don't know. And then it like falls down straight, and then kind of cups upward, and like. <laughs> There's a picture of John like, Tesh. What's the exact opposite of a female boner? <laughs> There's there's like there's a picture of John Tesh in every, in every Greek restaurant in the U.S. Really? really? Yeah. Why is he Greek? I guess. Yeah. No, John Tesh is not Greek. I bet he is. Really? 
Are you sure you're not thinking of Yanni? Oh, that could be. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Same difference. Yeah. Yeah, they're exactly the same. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) John Tash, Oprah, whatever. (laughs) I am the ghost of Cesar Chavez. Why do you look like Cesar Romero? Because you don't know what Cesar Chavez looks like. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, you look like that guy, the the dog whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> what Edward James almost? <laughs> See, I'm bringing it back. Look at that. There you go. That's good. That's good. And we're looping back around. Ooh, right back into Saviorica. <laughs> kind of a gravel on ramp, but all right. <laughs> we'll Just in it. time. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I like how Fargo starts eating Cafe Diem because it's turned into a gingerbread house. Oh, that was cool. I could see that. And he's got the springy head. The yeah, the bobblehead. Oh, and Henry, Henry <laughs> had to keep like pulling his own string to talk. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was especially, that's what I said, Henry. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, especially since, uh, what's his name? Who plays Henry? Um, and I always know it until the moment that I need to actually say it. No what's that? Joe Morton? Yes, Joe Morton. Especially since Joe Morton is kind of like one of the big, you know, he's like a, a film actor and he's kind of a big name on the show. Uh, it's funny that they make him be the one that has to pull his own string like, just to get a word out, you know? It's kind of funny, though, because, you know, in a lot of ways, these jokes that they're making, they're funny, but they're kind of true, too. Like, like what? Well, like that. Like, like Henry really is kind of, I don't know, Henry is sort of ignored in a lot of cases until he does something bad almost, you know, and, and he doesn't really get a big voice in what's going on until things are really crap, you know? So I guess it's kind of funny, but in a way it's kind of true too. It's good satire kind of, you know, it's interesting because Fargo tells him maybe it's because you need to slow down and take a breath or whatever. But yeah, I think it makes more sense what you're saying. Well, you remember too, in, in, uh, you know, in the episode, that we just watched in the rewatch, you know, he, he ends up, um, in purple haze, right? He, he, when, when everybody starts acting more, you know, oh, acting right. out there, and yeah, his he, fear is that nobody listens to him and nobody ever. Yeah. They just use him because he yeah. knows how to solve problems. It's, it's kind of ironic that we're at that point in the, you know, in the rewatch. And then we see this, it sort of sets it in perspective. You can see that it's not entirely a joke. I you suppose know? the bobblehead of, yeah. of Fargo could also be a little bit of, you know, some of the ego issues that had cropped up later on in the show. I mean, he did have the bobblehead in the show. Right, right. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, you I know can it's buy, not, by the it's way. It's a springy head, not technically a bobblehead, but oh, it's pretty, a bobblehead. pretty similar. No, I know, but I mean, Fargo in the Christmas special is oh. not a bobblehead. He's a springy head, but it's... No, he's a cartoon yeah. bobblehead, which is, which is, you know, more versatile. There you go. <laughs> it's important these distinctions between real and really cartoon the dif- <laughs> Geek. No, that's kidding. what this episode really needs is a hard discussion on continuity a hard discussion on bobbleheads <laughs> the technicalities of bobbleheads <laughs> no i mean it is kind of poking fun at him a little bit i think for being full of himself which in this one he kind of was you know i mean the well yeah the Fargo that he inhabits is, you know, in yeah, the new yeah. universe. Yeah, but. No, what you call it? Universe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
I'm trying to think of the others now too, but I guess the others don't get quite as much uh, of a treatment. I mean, Deputy okay, I Andy a, is kind of s- s- obvious, you know. But, I have a question. Yeah. Why does Allison show up being like transported in a dog sled? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> to introduce Rudy. I'm like, are you really that lazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, damn it. She should run everywhere. I mean, what the hell? No, like, the only people, the only people <laughs> I've ever seen in those dog sleds, like all bundled up like she is, with like the other person doing all the work, is someone who's been injured up in the Arctic, you know, and their leg is like on well, a that, wooden splint. And freaking Santa, you know, I mean, you, that lazy you don't bastard. have to be injured to use a dog sled. <laughs> and and you know, people do use them. You could just be freaking lazy. One is from Canada. He should know. Yeah, come on, eh? He takes one to work. That's how we get around. What <laughs> <laughs> up? Every day he gets his dog sled out and rides it into work at the mill. The mill? Yeah. And by mill. The lumber I, mill. From that <laughs> bad deal that we have with the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I like that one of the quick cutaways um, was also peanuts. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That I have to admit cool. that the religious overtones of peanuts always put me off a little, but. Um, but still, you know, I can't help worth, but love them anyway. When I was a little kid, I didn't really notice. Me too. Me neither. I just kind of glossed over that. You actually, know? no, actually, that's not true. I didn't notice usually, except I remember being a kid and when Linus gives his speech. Yeah. That actually bothered me, which is funny. Yeah, little, I was like, zoned out at that point. I'm like, oh. yeah, I think all kids zone out at that point because he's giving <laughs> no, a religious no, 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 sermon. No. It's the only part you know, of the show heard, that's boring. I wish that's what I heard. Exactly. That's what? Oh, by the way, I went back. It is definitely uh, Bender as Andy. Nice. Or Andy as Bender. But it's funny, though, that you mentioned that because... Like, the religious overtones never stood out to me as a kid, except Linus's speech. Well, that was a little bit obvious. Because he, doesn't he say, like, he says the word Christ with a lisp, and I remember thinking as a kid, like, that's just weird. (laughs) (laughs) The minute he starts reciting Bible verse, I'm like, okay. Yeah, right. But like Juan said, I think that every kid zones out for just a minute in that scene. I still remember the, uh, you remember the Saturday Night Live version? Oh my god! <laughs> I do not. There was there was a really terrific Saturday Night Live uh, Peanuts parody a few <laughs> years back. Where it was animated where basically um, the you the, know how they gather. I'll, I will. I'll let you tell the good part. But you know how they gather around the tree and then they all kind of like go. They like <laughs> wave their arms and there's like a big puff of smoke and then they and stand then the back tree and the is tree beautiful. is like, yeah. Well. Now, tell tell them the yeah, awesome yeah, part. The, well, I'm <laughs> trying to remember they they in the parody in SNL they do it to the tree. And then, like, they make the tree beautiful. They're like, what else could we do? And then they, oh, then they take... They do a car. They do a car, and they all, like, stand in front of it, and their arms go... And then they stand back, and it's, like, this huge, like, like Corvette. Like a Ferrari. Yeah, like a Ferrari. <laughs> and then they, uh, they, they go... They do the band, and the oh, band becomes fish. No, yeah, that's the last one, though. the guest. That's the last one. Oh. Yeah, but they, the best one. Yeah, they the, they do the whole band with Schroeder and everything, and the band becomes fish. But yeah, the the next to last one was the best. It's uh, Peppermint Patty and Marcy, uh-huh. and they go up and they're like, and they stand back, and it's like two like leggy blonde women like making out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the version I like to remember. Yeah. It's like <laughs> there's the balance to your religious overtone. Yes, it fixes it. It just fixes exactly. it for me. You know, I'm I'm good now. I'll never forget that. 
that, that must have been like it's, on YouTube, it's so old. I mean, it was it. probably like probably like eight or nine years ago. Ten, maybe. Yeah, and you and I were watching it. And we we're like, ah! yeah, we're losing it <laughs> on a tube TV. That should tell you how long. Yeah, <laughs> a series of tubes. It was catheter ray. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's kind of judgment. I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, hey, this was it, this was a really fun episode. I got a big kick out of it. I I'm so it. glad it, you could tell that everyone had fun in Looks the making like of it. it too. It does look like it. And I'm I you know I couldn't help but think it's so awesome to see Zoe since we've been doing the rewatch you know with like early punk Zoe and her like raggedy <laughs> Ann hair and stuff. Oh, you get to see like grown up Zoe ring. now. We get to see grown up Zoe coming no, she, home. She from, didn't have a nose ring. She had she had a, a nose stud. I'm pretty sure Zoe had a nose ring early on. No, I don't think she had a nose. Yeah, I ring. think it was a nose ring. Really? I think so. No, really. Two against one. <laughs> either way, either okay. way, it's so cool to see grown up Zoe Show me nose ring. <laughs> coming back from ding, Harvard. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and yeah, that big red X. No, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Those grown up from Harvard Zoe is badass. That's really yeah. sweet. That's really sweet. Well, guys. Time to wrap up. Anything you would like to uh, add in at the end, Audra? Um, house rules. Yes, coming up, which I know, yes. I know we've been talking, but I, I'm really excited. I think my favorite part about this point of season one is that for me, this is where Eureka really feels like Eureka. It really starts to kind of find the heart and soul of the show. And uh, up until this point, it's been really good, um, but we've kind of seen almost what seems to me to be like exploratory type episodes you know like where do we want to go with this and and now we're getting ready to settle in so i'm excited one ah had fun watching this episode uh i am very much looking forward to the next one uh just wanted to point out we weren't necessarily crapping on religion back there oh no 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 we were Uh, just, just in case you know but you know so, admittedly, some people disagree with others about this, and uh, all viewpoints what? are welcome. What? People overreacting about religion? Both are... All viewpoints are welcome, so... Exactly. I have fun yeah. with Christmas stuff, and this is this was a really fun episode, and actually, now it makes me want to go back and watch a lot of different other Christmas episodes, like uh, the... Oh, yeah. Like the Peanuts Christmas special, and... Uh, Garfield's Christmas! Yes! Ah! Yeah, I, we gotta we gotta get a frat going for that or something. You know, the moment when they turn on the lights on the tree at uh, John's uh, parents' house in Garfield's Christmas, and they all go ooh, and their lips all make those perfect <laughs> yes. little rings. That's the best part. I love it. Nice. Oh, yes. I totally am down with that. So I fully intend to watch some Christmas episodes over the over the break and the holidays. Yeah, I think for me, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. The the Peanuts Christmas episode is like the classic best one ever. I just remembered the other day, Chuck, when we were at the gym, I was noticing people on treadmills. And you know how everyone has kind of a distinct way of walking mm-hmm. or running oh, on treadmills? Yeah. And I tweeted it. I was like, it's like watching the Peanuts dance and all their individual <laughs> dances, you know, at the Christmas party. <laughs> wow. There's like a woman walking with her hands down, kind of curved up at the sides, and there's like someone walking with their head bouncing back and forth, and the kid walking like the like the slow zombie walk, and yeah. 
Bless you, Vince Guaraldi. And on that note, good night, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.